You are such a ham. You remind me of my, my like non-nephew nephew that's 12. So I'm a piece of meat? episode of this sf life i'm your host farzad and i'm jamma and we're back finally Whew, man it's been a while you're welcome you're welcome for that reprieve eh, no come on they missed us they're clamoring for our episodes so anyway we're back uh it's been a bit of a crazy few weeks for us well for me specifically mostly i think because so a few weeks ago i think after our episode where we did the reconciliation where we finally came to accept uh, our new Leader and Savior. Oh, yeah. Our Debbie Downer episode. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, the following week, I was I flew to Salt Lake City uh, for a work conference. Um, that was a lot of fun. The it's, It was my second time in Salt Lake. So, it was cool to see. So, like, I, I like going to Salt Lake City just because I'm fascinated by Mormons. What does a fascination with Mormons mean? Well, so, I'm always very curious about like different cultures or different religions and that kind of a thing to sort of like try to understand and get to know it better. Cause like, I mean, I have a very, and I'm not trying to sound like a stereotypical liberal, like, Oh, I gotta learn everything. But like, it's kind of like, it, I guess it's kind of like that. So the Mormon, the religious part of the, of Mormonism, the history and the religious por- portion of Mormonism. So the, I mean, yeah. So the Salt Lake, Te- the Salt Lake temple is there in downtown Salt Lake City. Actually, everything the way the city is planned is actually the dist- all the streets are how far away it is from the temple. That's what is the name of the streets. Like Burning Man, the Playa. It's like in an arc of streets, and like you, they're like numbered in sections. Oh, I, I haven't been, but I've seen people post like send me mail to this. Oh, I didn't know that was the case. Well, I mean, they they make streets. I don't know what the label is, but it's all in relation to like, in the center you have the Burning Man, and it's like this semicircle oh. of tens of thousands of people, like in a full on neighborhood. This is sort of like that, where like it's like one hundred West Street because that's one hundred west of the, the temple, and then you have two hundred west and that kind of thing. So, and Salt Lake is actually kind of weird in that like. All the streets are like six lanes wide. It's like super wide. It's like Dally. Well, I, I guess that's the case. I mean, I'm used to San Francisco streets where like Market is like the, our biggest like thoroughfare. And uh, we, and so like we actually had an incident where like, uh, you know, we're used to San Francisco jaywalking and we just try, we just start jaywalking. And then like m- my boss was like, uh, like our big division director was like, nope, you don't want to do that. You will die. You will die if you jaywalk. Do not do that. It's like crossing the freeway. Essentially, yeah. That is what it was like. Wait, do y'all call it freeway or highway or expressway out here? Freeway and highway. It depends on what kind of uh, street it is. There's a distinction. I don't know what the distinction is. I know. Call me stupid. But, well, I don't uh, know either. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I got to go to. So I visited the Mormon temple and they have two visitor centers. Uh, one of them is about the history of the temple itself and what it took to construct it. It took about 50 years to construct it out of pure granite. Um, and what they think is inside, or what they know is inside, but not all Mormons are allowed inside kind of a thing. Were you allowed inside? No. No one's allowed inside unless you reach a certain level of Mormonism. 
So it's like um, like my mom's husband is doing the masonry, is becoming a mason, or oh, he dear. is a mason. So now, uh, I think you didn't know that about my family. I did not know that about your family. My family would not get along with your family. Oh, really? My dad has an uh, unnatural hatred for the Freemasons. Well, good thing they live across the country from each other. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, know if it's, it's unnatural. Like... I just I don't understand why he hates the Freemasons. But if, you, if, if the Freemasons are mentioned in the house, like he loses his shit. Like it's note of... to self. I know it's next kind of time I visit your family. Yeah, mention Freemasonry. I'm going to mention it. <laughs> uh, but with the Masons, yeah, you like achieve a certain level within the organization. And I don't know what happens after that. But yeah, I think like I don't even I think like not even Mitt Romney is allowed inside the oh, temple. Oh, is he Mormon? Oh, yeah. So like he that's like you have to reach like really high up in the upper echelons of Mormonism to get in there. Uh, so that's one a visitor center. That's a, I think that's a southern visitor center. They didn't know. And I didn't know about the northern visitor center. And I went there for the first time. And that one's kind of more of a religious background where they talk about, like, biblical stories and um, some of the Book of Mormon stories and whatnot. So, like, they actually have some really nice paintings and sculptures depicting uh, different scenes from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, which, I mean, growing up from, I mean, I, Islam is an Abrahamic uh, religion. And so it's nice. We all the same. We're all basically, yeah, we all have the same story. So it was kind of nice to see, like, the, the, their depiction of those stories it was so like that was kind of fascinating i really enjoyed that um they also had like they also had some of the stories from the book of mormon as well where that's where they have the musical right the musical book of mormon was created there <sighs> no no <laughs> um but they did have they do have like the story of moroni where he was an where basically saying that native americans are ancient jews that's part of the book of mormon i'm not making that up hmm. um i need to mormonize myself apparently <laughs> Um, and like they have the story of how Joseph Smith was like in a clearing in in, in a forest and Is that John Smith's brother. No, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Um, and he <laughs> saw God and Jesus come down to him, and God turned turned to him and was like, "Hey, Joseph Smith, that's my this is my son Jesus. You should listen to what he have to say." Which I'm like, wait, why did God have to intro Jesus? Like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Because Jesus is the son, and like God is more important than Jesus. I don't know. Like, I, I like, that's my personal. Like in Islam, like it's kind of, anyway, that's like a whole thing. But I was like, that's kind of funny that like God is the opener for Jesus, kind of a thing. Like you know, if it's comedy act, like God is like, hey, I got my fifteen minutes. I'm here to open up for Jesus. All He's right. just like being a good host. Like, yeah. hey, bro, I already know you, but now you can know my son. Yeah. Well, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, they talk about the gold, uh, the Book of Mormon, how it was like written on gold plates, and how uh, Justice Smith was given the ability to read said gold plates and then translated it into English and then promptly lost said gold plates. So, you know, because I'm just being cynical. I, I, I'm being cynical and I should, but it was interesting to see all that stuff. My favorite part though, I'd have to say is that on the top floor of this visitor center, uh, there is a giant room with a giant statue of Jesus in the middle, just with his arms raised. Touchdown Jesus, like the one in New Orleans? Not touchdown Jesus. His I named him Cosmic Jesus because above him is a mural of all these galaxies and planets, and Jesus is controlling that's interesting the galaxy in the universe, and it is interesting. Um, I really desperately wanted to take a picture of it. There's actually panoramas online of Cosmic Jesus. It's I'm not gonna okay. I respect I respect the Mormon religion. I think it's funny. 
I'm just going to say that it looks it looks a little ridiculous with cosmic Jesus. But hey, some artists have different interpretations of of Jesus. And I'm not and and I, I'm not trying to disparage the Mormons. They're entitled to what they want to believe in. It's just it was just funny from my perspective. It was very uh, interesting, and I found it quite amusing. So that was that, and I finally and I, and I uh, came back. And uh, but during that week, Jana, you had something special happen. I got a tattoo. That's right. My first and only, and last, I think. Um, you didn't enjoy the pain. Uh, it felt no. I didn't know what to expect, so I'm not. I have a pretty high tolerance for pain, I think, and I didn't really know what to expect, and I wasn't worried about the pain. I'm also a commitment phobe, and no, you. So I was just worried about having something on my body my entire life. And then I was like, you know what? By the time I want it off, they'll... We're drinking a bottle of wine in case you hear clinks and gurgles. Uh, So I... Yeah, one of my friends had mentioned that she was going to get a new tattoo. She has several already. I have none. Well, I had none. Now I have one. And my friend was saying that she was going to get a tattoo of a safety pin, uh, kind of in, not in honor of, but the whole idea, I think the way that I best liked it said was from a, I think a New York Times article where it was like the safety pin is representing uh, that you support the vulnerable. And I think I take that to mean in like whatever state the vulnerable may be, whether it's like people that are being discriminated against after Trump's election or like homeless people or just anybody who is in a more vulnerable position than myself. So she mentioned that she was going to get the tattoo and I really liked the idea. I've kind of toyed around with the idea of getting one since I was 18. So that's like what, 15 years ago now? Cause I'm almost old AF, but yeah. So like for 15 years, I was like, that's yeah, I want it. By the way, old AF. Old AF. I was like, yeah, I want a tattoo. I don't know what to get. And then when she said this, I was like, this is something that's never going to change about me. I'm always going to want to serve others. And so, yeah. So now I have a cute little safety pin. It's about an inch long on my left kind of inner wrist on the top part of it. So my friend and I have matching ones. And I think it's to me a symbol of to always give to others because I've led a very blessed life and I can serve others and support others. And it kind of reminds me of that. And it was also kind of cool to get a matching tattoo with a friend that's very, very close to me. And also that I live kind of in the hate area, like hate Ashbury ish, which, you know, the whole summer of love and love each other sort of situation. So I got a tattoo. Oh yeah. But it felt like, so my friend that went with me was like, okay, it's going to feel like a cat is licking you. And I'm like, what? That's, that's very weird and not at all what I anticipated. But it did. For the most part, it really? just felt like, you know how cats have those like bumpy, itchy tongues and mm. like it doesn't hurt when they lick you, but it's not like a dog's tongue where it's just like, hey, buddy, it's so soft. But Kind of tingly? Yeah, it's like kind of prickly. So that's what it felt like for the most part. There were a couple of spots, I think, probably as it got closer to like my bone or like veins or something that pinched and was a little uncomfortable. I was ready for that to be over, but yeah. So you're officially more badass than I am. Cause you have one more tattoo than I do. Well, 
I don't know if it means that I'm badass. I think it just, yeah. I, I like am. that you said, I am not badass, but. <laughs> but I am. Yeah, I've always toyed around the, the idea of getting a tattoo. My roommate and I, Joseph, have always talked about doing it. But then we always like, they're like, well, what are we going to get that we're not going to regret for the rest of our lives? Right. And so that's what's been our our motivating factor for not getting tattoos. Well, and that was mine too until until my friend had mentioned this and I just thought absolutely. Yeah. In my life I will always stand for this. Like I've I don't know. Yeah. Kind of encompasses my your philosophy on my life. My philosophy on life and, you know, work that I've been doing for several years. Yeah. So I'm really excited and I look down and I get really excited. Although I will say the morning after I got it, the first thing I did when I woke up is I pulled up my phone and I said, I Googled tattoo removal, San Francisco. <laughs> Jesus. Just in case you regretted it. Just in case. And I found some solutions and I felt fine. Okay. And now I don't want it to go away. Aw, nice. It's cute. It is cute. It's like a cute little baby. Yeah. Anyway, that was my big big update so then once i came back from salt lake we also had the following week was the good old thanksgiving the giving of thanks the giving of thanks oh so i saw a mormon kick oh my gosh did well, i mention that cosmic jesus kind of looks like he had like a chorus going oh oh like i do when i am pleased with myself and sing like an angel yeah yeah anyway <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so it was... So, so Friendsgiving, Jana and I, uh, per usual, like, overplanned this thing. Like, we invited it to... Did we overplan? We planned just enough. Or did Jana overplan? I plan. I helped in the planning process. No, you planned. Oh, I planned, yes. You overplanned. Yeah. <laughs> so... Just giving you a hard time. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I was put in charge. I, well, I nominated myself for being you in charge of turkey. Put yourself in charge of put turkey. Put myself in tar- charge of turkey. Uh, I did turkey and cranberry sauce. Delightful which, and which delightful. Like, which I realized, like after being done with it, turkey being one of the hardest things, and cranberry sauce being pr- probably the most easiest thing to make for Thanksgiving dinner. And Jana was in charge of everything in the middle. <laughs> so it's true. Um, be it from uh, other sides to the dessert, and we also had like other. And uh, the good thing about our friends too is uh, many thanks to them as well. They also offered to bring some food as well, which uh, that was quite delightful and very nice of them to do so. Yeah, it was really great. I think it's always interesting, at least for me, you know, growing up in Texas, we, not that I ever thought we had a Texas Thanksgiving, but, you know, for sure, like our our stuffing or dressing or whatever y'all want to call it was cornbread stuffing with sausage and pecans and like bell pepper in it. Yeah, and so that, that's, I mean, growing up in California, that's... That's not it. Not it. No, I've never I've never in my life seen... And I didn't do it justice. I'm sorry. It was fine. I, that's what I had for lunch today, actually. It's fine, but it's, it's not delicious. delightful. No, it was delicious. I enjoyed oh, it. It was thanks. nutritious. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I never had meat in my stuffing. I thought that was one of the... I was like, when Jana was doing it, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's so weird. Like, don't worry. I got this. Yeah. I got some Jimmy Dean sage sausage. It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Um, my... F- Go ahead. No, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say my, my favorite part. Uh, Farzad's turkey was amazing. But to be honest, I don't really like turkey at Thanksgiving that much. I'm all about the sides, specifically the rolls. And my mom makes these rolls. It's a recipe from this chef down in Louisiana. Well, he was. He passed away within the past 10 years, I guess. 
named Paul Prudhomme. And my mom has his cookbook and she always makes mama's yeast bread rolls. And I had been begging my mom for weeks. I'm like, mom, you guys send me this recipe. I can't find it online anywhere. And after weeks of begging, she finally like got home and like literally snapped a picture of this recipe for these yeast rolls and sent it to me via text. And I made them and I made a ton of them. And I tell you what, it's my favorite part of Thanksgiving, other than mashed potatoes. They were pretty delightful. The rolls and the mashed potato. Not to pat myself on the back. Like, your turkey was amazing, and it is very difficult. My mashed potatoes and rolls were (laughs) They were on point. point. They were on point. No. I want more. So, we keep talking about this turkey. Now, what was special about this turkey for me is, so, I, for whatever reason, I'm fucking insane. I like to give myself a crazy challenge every time I cook. So, for example, last year when I was helping my mom host a Thanksgiving, I did a pomegranate glazed turkey where we made like this pomegranate glaze and like... F just likes to be fancy. I know. I just have to be... uh, Yeah. And so like that... It's because your name is F for fancy. For fancy. Thank you. (laughs) So like I made this pomegranate glaze that like we had to like rub it on the inside of the turkey, like between the skin and the breast. Ew. And that actually... And I think that actually helped. You would get right next to the breast. I'm sorry, it had to be said. It just had to. And so, that, and then also, like the key thing. Oh, so we also brined the turkey that last year. Did that little glaze between the skin and the breast and the thighs. And then we also, like, and then like every hour, like on the hour, I would go and like brush it down to make sure that it was properly moistened. This year, I decided to, I was like that wasn't challenging enough for me. It's a very sexual turkey. I'm just gonna say it. Listen, you gotta fill it with. You gotta give it with love. That's why it was so delicious. It was good. So this year I was like, you know what? That wasn't challenging enough for me. I need to bring rank it up a notch. So I did a so I have a uh, offset smoker that I used earlier this year to for a for the brisket for a brisket that we did was it for um it was for the Super Bowl party that I threw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did like a ten hour smoked beef brisket and it was it was really good. It was really good, uh, Texas style. Like you know, just rubbed it down with salt and pepper. And just smoked it. For Next time you got to try my uncle's secret rub. I decided that I was going to do, I was going to use my smoker to smoke this turkey. Uh, I found a recipe online. And I'll post, a re- I'll post a link to this recipe because it was really fucking delicious. I mean, I don't, I'm not one to, I'm probably my most uh, critical when it comes to my cooking. And I honestly could not, I couldn't be critical of it. Like it was just, it was just, it was just delicious. It was one of the best turkeys I've ever had. And yeah, similar thing. So this was a... Um, this was a, I did, I did a, uh, rub, a dry rub of, uh, this, uh, herb mixture that I have. This is like seasoning, just regular old, no salt seasoning. Mix it in with Like some, Mrs. Dash? Kind of like Mrs. Dash, but a little bit better, tastier than that. Um, it was a lot, a lot finer too. And, uh. It's like if Mrs. Dash lost weight. Mrs. There is a table version of Mrs. Dash that is fine. And a good joke there, though. Good joke. Thanks. So, I thought so. <laughs> So then uh, rubbed it down with some, and uh, mixed it out with some uh, crushed garlic, fresh crushed garlic, and then yeah, did the same thing. Rubbed it in between the breast and the uh, and the skin, so that was like nice and so that got in there. You got some of that garlic flavor in there, and then filled the center of the turkey with a uh, this recipe. Particular recipe had onions, had a full quartered onion, an apple, salt, pepper, and garlic, butter, and two bottles of Coca Cola. And you just poured that coke right in the gut. I actually I mixed the, I mixed the stuff in for the butter and everything in first, and but then I just poured it right in into the gut. I think my wine's kicking in. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and so and then yeah, let it and then I had to cook it for ten hours. 
And so every uh, on the hour, I would go in, make sure they still had some smoking chips in there. I would use some applewood uh, smoking chips. And so that gave it a nice fruity smoke to it. Um, and uh, Like a good wine, a nice fruity smoke. Yeah, you could compare my turkey to a good wine. And uh, yeah, then... And then, just, yeah, just made sure that the brush going. And so, like, yeah, every hour on the hour, I would go in, rub the, um, wipe the turkey down with, uh, brush it down with some of that Coca-Cola um, stuff, I guess. Mixture. Like, mixture. Yeah. Just, like, took it from the pan, rubbed it down, kept it nice. Gave it a nice little massage. Gave it, made it deliciously moist. After, I mean, you had it. Like, it was, Yeah, like, it was really good. I mean. I actually don't really like smoked turkey, but this was good. It was, yeah. It was, like, had a, it wasn't, it was smoked perfectly. There was not too much, not, not, like, not enough. There was, and it was, I mean, turkey, my problem with turkey is that it's always notoriously dry. Like, the breast is always dry, but. This was surprisingly not dry, despite us, tr- like, turning the oven on in the morning and, yeah, like, trying to keep it warm. So, that was the other thing, too, is I, like, uh, uh, on advice from my mom, I cook. I started cooking at like 7 p.m. the night before. So like after 10 hours, it'd be done at like 5 a.m. And so I'd like wake up. Like, so I stayed up, I think, until like 2 and then woke up for a few hours. And then just like, we, then we took it up, put it in the oven. We warmed it up in the oven like after like a few hours. Because I wanted my rolls to rise. It was too cold in here. It was really cold in SF over the over the. Oh, yeah. The when break. we woke up at 5 a.m. to like get the turkey, it was like frost level. Like I think it was like in the low 30s when we like went to go pick up that turkey from the uh, smoker and yeah no it was and, cold and but like yeah the breast was perfectly moist everything was just just fucking delicious so it was good and it didn't dry out when we when i kept turning on the oven which on the was oven. uh delightful and so and yeah and i also made a cranberry sauce which i found it was out, really good it was really good but it's i was always like i've always heard that you should always make your own cranberry sauce and i'm like oh it must be that hard no seriously it's, it's like so easy so fucking easy it's just orange juice sugar and cranberries like it's like literally the easiest thing ever you put it on high for like 10 minutes and then boom you got yourself cranberry sauce yep a delicious yummy cranberry sauce so yeah yeah and so i think um your our friend jordan made a a sweet potato what I'm still hung up on what's a sweet potato versus a yam. I've learned since moving here that what I have always called a sweet potato is actually a yam. So the yam's su- more orange. No, that's a sweet potato. No, sweet potatoes are less orange. No, sweet potatoes are orange. Yams are not orange. Oh, God. Yeah, see, I mean, this is why they're, they're, they're the same thing. Well, either the same way, family. it was the orange kind. <laughs> yeah, that's a sweet potato. That's a sweet potato. I don't know why I'm turning southern all of a sudden. I'm calling a potato. <laughs> that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, so Jordan made sweet potato casserole with marshmallows and pecans on top, which I've never had. In my house, my mom always makes Aunt Floy May potatoes. I had a great aunt named Floy May. And yeah, so this was like really my first major experience with like a sweet potato casserole. And I mean, I, I've had sweet potato casserole like up in my, like, so my redneck family makes sweet potato casserole and it's never been my favorite. Like, I just like avoid it like the plague. This was delightful. This was really fucking good. It was so good. Like, no joke. It was really delicious. I brought it home with me. That was my leftover that I brought home. I scarfed that down so fast. It's like a dessert and an appetizer and a main all in one. It was really fucking good. It was good. so good. Um, your green, your uh, slow cooker green bean casserole was actually quite delicious. Yeah, I made it. Uh, so it didn't green, look pretty. It I'll was give you. real ugly. Uh, green green. Ugh, I can't talk, y'all. I'm like a glass and a half of wine in, and I'm just like a. It's been a long Monday. Oh yeah, I just had salad for lunch. Oh, I'm going to Paris in March, so I'm trying to slim down. And I didn't. <laughs> I ate salad for lunch and like not much else. 
So, drunk Jana's here. Green bean casserole is one of my all-time favorites. My aunt Wick always makes it. Well, her name's Carol, but we call her Wick. And she always makes it, and it's always so good. And it's always really funny because she hates mushrooms, but it's made with cream and mushroom soup. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I made it this year. It wasn't as good as my Aunt Wick's, but it was pretty good. We did it. I enjoyed it. We did it in the slow cooker just because it's always, I guess, usually in my family, everybody brings something different. So like my uncle that lives down the street from my grandma's house will be in charge of stuffing or Mm -hmm. something. And so everybody's just bringing in something they've cooked most of the way through from elsewhere so i was a little concerned that like we were gonna run out of stove room or oven room so i was like okay we're gonna do it in the slow cooker and it turned out pretty well <laughs> at, at, at the get-go it was a little it was a little touch it and go was at the a beginning. little dodgy it was a little touch and go we're like oh no can we salvage this but then but no when you it, served it it was good yeah it turned out fine so uh there was I kind of, I kind of, well, here's the deal. I kind of made up the recipe. Oh. I I looked at well, a recipe good. and I I never follow recipes exactly unless don't. I'm baking. I know you don't. It always turns out really good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So green bean casserole in the slow cooker worked out. It's about like two hours and it was fine. Uh, the mashed potatoes, I think, were probably my best ever. I probably over-peppered them a bit for people who don't like pepper. I think F and I both really like... I always say I like really saturated spices and really saturated flavors. And this definitely was very peppery. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I think um, the next day it was a delightful breakfast treat. <laughs> so that we was had, good. Listen, we had it for munchies after that evening. Oh, yeah. And then the rolls, again, were my favorite. But So, yeah, we'll put, up rec- we'll put up a copy of some of these recipes. I don't know if you want to share your roll recipe, if that's a secret recipe. Well, it's not. It's in Paul Prudhomme's cookbook, page 44. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Yeah, we'll post some of these recipes online. Uh, we'll post them. I mean, and you can use them for, you know, Christmas is coming up. You can use them for Christmas. Those or, rolls, y'all, they were good. And uh, Or you can, you know, just use them whenever. If you, if you have a hankering for some turkey, you got a hankering for uh, some rolls. You got a hanker in for anything Thanksgiving. You can just You're, make it again. Just make it again. There you go. Well, so that was Thanksgiving. And before we duck out, though. That we did have a bit of a fiasco that evening. So as you, as you all well know, pot has been legalized in the state of California. and as Which at, we both voted pro based on our last podcast. And two uh, ago. As far, from what I understand from the law, it's currently legal for anyone to. My nail polish is the same color as the wine. Jana is so drunk. <laughs> So from my legal understanding, and as you know, well know that I have my legal degree and everything. Farzad thinks he has a degree in and everything. I don't. I don't. I know. But uh, from what I understand, it's currently legal to smoke pot and possess pot. Um, I have my medical card, so I'm okay. But uh, I think for the general populace, it's okay. You just can't acquire it legally anywhere. Um, but you can use someone else's uh, weed if they have it. So, so I couldn't go just buy it. Right. You, there's currently but no, I could potentially just smoke yours. Correct. The ability for the general populace to be able to do that is coming online in uh, January of 2018. So anyway, uh, I was talking to one of my friends. He's very interested in my collection of... Um, oh my God, you were like giving like a college lecture. I was, I was, I was actually, laughing. Yeah, I know. It was kind of hysterical. I was giving a college lecture on like what kind of all those different strains. I, I like to experiment. I'm very curious about the different strains and... So uh, we were talking about that, and one of my other friends was like, hey, I'd like to try it out as well. 
And, and a couple uh, of my friends that came, they smoke pretty, they smoke regularly, pretty regularly. So they're like, we're in. So um, my friend and her husband, they wanted in too. So, so rookie mistake number one, I packed a bong, which I found out later that is probably not a good thing to give someone who's, who's trying pot for the first time because it is a bit intense. So packed a bong. I'm still new to this. I'm still learning the ropes. I'm, I've smoked enough times that I'm, I'm used to it, used to a bong now. But like if it's someone's first time... Doing a, taking a hit off a bong is probably not a good idea, but anyway, I pack a bong. We go up. Uh, I have a little. We have a little garden that's up up a few stairs in my apartment. And by a few stairs, it's a it's a full flight of stairs. Full flight of it's stairs. It's a full flight of stairs of narrow concrete stairs. Whenever I go up there, I'm scared of coming down. To be honest, like yeah. whether I'm sober, drunk, whatever, because I'm afraid I'm gonna fall right down them because mm-hmm. I got big feet. Well, and I got big feet and shit. And if it's dark, like, it's even harder. I always make F turn the light on. There's no walking down the stairs with no light. So, um, we light the bong. Uh, my friend tries it. She's like, it's, it, she felt like it was too much for her, so she left. Uh, her husband stayed, and he took he took his hit, and he was like, oh, I don't feel anything. We're like, oh, give it a second. Me and Jana's friends were like, oh, no, no, trust me. Give it a second. You'll feel it. And so came back around. He did a second hit and was like, oh, no, I feel it now. I feel it. Oh, this is great. And we're like, yeah, we, I'm, uh, us stoners were just kind of like giggling and laughing about it. And then uh, a couple seconds later, he's just kind of like, just goes, oh, fuck. And we're like, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I can't move. I can't move my legs. How do I move? <laughs> and so we're stoners. We're used to this idea. And we're just like, it's okay, dude. You can move. Just relax. It's okay. Here's a chair. Sit down. Now, keep in mind, this is the garden. It's like nighttime. It's a bit dark. It can be a little scary. It's probably not the best location for someone's first time smoking the pots. But um, so he has his head down. He, I get him a glass of water. He has his head down. All of a sudden, he gets up and, start, and bolts to the stairs and starts running down the flight of stairs. And I think one of Jana's friends is like, hey, uh, be careful. And we just hear him gun down the stairs. And then there's another set of stairs that goes down to the garage. And he guns down those. We, I, fe- I hear him gun down those stairs. He may have tripped and fallen down those stairs. And smack, hits the, hits the bottom of the landing. We hear shattered glass because he had his cup with him. And, and then, like, pounding. banging on the door. So I was, I was inside with the non-stoner crew and a few of friends and then the guy's wife at this point had come back down and we just hear kind of like crash bang uh, and, so we and all... then banging on the door and uh, our friend jordan was like somebody just fell down the stairs and i'm like it's fine nobody fell and she's like no and she like hops up and goes to look so we, we, we're like upstairs our stoners are like oh shit that's probably not okay like we all know how what it's like to be high like you lose your motor function and, and i know what it's like to go down those sca- those stairs scares so we, is right we all just kind of like run down the we run in together and i'm like hey man are you okay and uh in a different language he says yes and then starts screaming in that language and he like comes in the house and is like pin again jordan had the perfect description he like walks in and he's like pinballing off all of the different furniture and like there's quite a bit of furniture between the back door and the front door yeah and so he's like so he locks himself i mean he gets he goes into my bedroom uh my friend who's like his wife was like what did you what did you put in that i'm like i swear to god it was just weed like we all smoked it it was just it's just weed we're um, well, and it's like it was from the medical place, yeah, so, so it's, it's like, not it's, like it's, it's laced with anything no, yeah, disastrous. Yeah, so uh, he goes. So she goes into the bedroom, and he's trying. She's trying to console him. 
About 30 minutes goes by and finally... We're all watching Love Actually in the living room. Well, we're and we're trying I, to watch well, it. Well, I turned the volume up pretty loudly. So we couldn't hear him screaming in this other language. Yeah, not screaming in pain, just like yelling, just like yelling. causing a ruckus. Yeah, so then finally after about 30 minutes, my friend comes out and she's like, listen, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not calming down. Can we call the paramedics? And I think Jen and I, we had like the same reaction. We're like, we kind of just like looked at each other and we're like, like... Uh, no, he's just having a bad trip. He just needs to sleep it off. But then thankfully Jordan was there. She's like, no, dude, he fell down those stairs. He may have hit his head. We need to like, seriously, like we should call, get some medical attention. I'm like, that's a good point. So thankfully we call paramedics and uh, much to Jana's. uh, These big burly men came in. Big burly men. They were very tall. They were very. They were tall and sturdy. mm -hmm, They were, you could climb them. Mm -hmm. they, They wouldn't, they wouldn't. Yeah. And so basically three firemen come in and they're like, two are holding up his arms and one of them is holding up by the t-shirt and just basically dragging him out of the apartment and down the stairs. That the- part was, that was scary. Like at first I was like, okay, he just needs to like sleep it off. But when the paramedics came in and were like testing him and like seeing what was going on and then they like were helping him out, like his feet were dragging behind him. He and I was like, something is wrong with this wa- man. He was, he was, he was responding. Like he wouldn't talk, but he was like, uh, he was coherent. Like he could understand what they were saying. He just wouldn't talk. And wouldn't do what was, like, he couldn't move his body. Yeah, and, like, the fact that, like, the top of his feet were, like, just dragging on the ground on the way out. Like, I was talking to his wife and, like, you know, trying to be like, okay, well, where's your purse? Where's your jacket? Does everybody have a jacket? I don't, yeah. I was very obsessed with making sure everyone had a jacket. It was cold outside. <laughs> it was very cold. So, um, yeah, it was, that so was scary when they was- were, like, his feet were dragging on the ground. That yeah, was not so, the best. And, and I made sure, like, you know, I, I went downstairs with them. You know, I made sure, like, everything was okay. The paramedics yeah. kept asking me, like, hey, you know, what did you guys do? And I was like, all we did, all we had was, all, the only substances we had were wine and marijuana. And they were like, listen, it's okay. You're not in trouble. Just tell us what you guys did. I'm like, I swear to God, all we have had is wine and marijuana. We don't have anything else. Like, we just was like, and actually, I think I made the, like, the, the one of the uh, paramedics was like, Hey man, so what did you guys do today? I'm like, oh, I smoked a turkey. He's like, ah, I get it. You smoked some turkey and then you smoked some weed. That's a that's a nice Thanksgiving. I'm like, were you you were joking with the paramedics? The paramedics, dude, oh, they were joking F. with me. They were joking with me. They were lovely. They were very nice. I know. And so, and so, why do you think I was down there for so long? And so then one of them, and so like I was, I was talking to one of the guys, one of the paramedics. I was like, they put a neck brace on him to make sure. They were like, yeah, you know, I, he seems okay. We just want to make sure he didn't have a concussion or anything. So they put a neck brace on him. And uh, I was talking to him, and I was like, so, look, have you guys seen this before? Like, have you seen this kind of a reaction with marijuana? And they were like, oh, yeah, no, we see this all the time. It's just people who are, like, not used to losing control and just don't know how to react when they're high. Well, and especially, I can imagine, well, so, like, I tried it ages ago, and I remember having, like, a really paranoid reaction. Like, I was with people that I trusted and that I liked, but at the same time, I was like, I can't move. I can't do anything. I right. can't talk. Like, And I think the first time I did it, it was a similar, it. Thing, similar thing as well, so... Yeah, so I can imagine like him being up in the dark secret garden with people that he just met that evening, not having done it in a long time. I mean, it was uh, probably not the not the not the ideal ideal situation situation. for him. Absolutely not. Yeah, and so then they took him to the hospital, and then a few hours later, we we caught up with the wife, and she was uh, we gave uh, brought ran their shoes ran his shoes over there, and she said he's doing okay. And I think about midnight they got home or so. and I actually talked to the wife this morning and to like sort of get his and it seemed like oh yeah and he was okay like they they ran a brain scan and uh, it turned up negative so 
He was okay. No head hitting. No head injuries. So it was just, you know, a case of just not Although being able to. Although there was a little bit of blood there's, on your floor. There's you still some blood there. Yet? Still there blood there. Oh my God, I'll go clean it up in a minute. That's gross. And so, but yeah, no. So, he, but all in all, he was just not, not like terribly injured. Um, I did speak to the wife today, this morning. I hadn't seen her since Thanksgiving. Um, we went to work today. And uh, she told the story about how his side of the story, which apparently he, uh, when he got high, he didn't when and realized he didn't have control of his body. He figured that if he walked backwards, if he retraced his steps, he would go back in time, and then therefore he could stop his uh, stop himself from getting high. Which, in high logic, that makes a ton of sense. While hilarious, it kind of makes a lot of sense. So that's why he ran down the stairs, and then when he ran down the stairs, he tripped and fell. And when he hit the bottom of the landing, he thought he had died and he thought he was dead the entire time. That's why he was screaming and not knowing like what he was doing. And uh, I swear to God, it was just weed. I, no, well, I mean, swear, I didn't do it. I swear it was weed, too. But it was, it was just weed. It was just weed. I, that's the only drug I did. Well, it's not a drug anymore. It's legal. So, like, yeah, that's the only thing I do. And alcohol. And so, like he, and so then apparently when he got to the hospital, he like escaped from his bed and was running down the hallway trying to like searching for El Diablo to try to kill him and <laughs> try to like come back to life or something. Welcome it's, to Thanksgiving with Janet so, and Farzad. So yeah, that's uh, so I've learned my lesson. Um, don't give weed to someone you don't know. <laughs> don't give weed to strangers. Don't give weed to strangers, and especially or acquaintances, especially like in the dark. In the scary dark where you don't know, like, in, where they're not familiar with their surroundings. Makes me so. think of that song from that movie, Anastasia, where they're like, in the dark of the night, people will find her. But that's probably what he was thinking. That's probably what he was thinking. Yeah. So anyway, that was a, that was a, so after such delicious food, we had to deal was, with that. It was a little bit of a, it was a little stressful. It was a little intense. It was a little stressful, but everything, everything worked out for the better. And so. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's our little Thanksgiving fiasco. And so, Thanksgiving delights. And Thanksgiving delights, yes. And so, now we're gonna cook dinner. And now we're gonna. I think we've got some leftovers, and so we're gonna cook some. We got we got some chicken. I've got some ribs from my birthday. We'll talk about my birthday in the, in the next episode. Jana's scowling because the ribs were kind of stiff. I, I left them out for a little bit, but they're still delicious. They still smell good. They're probably great. Probably you'll get gangrene or something. That's not anyway, how. Anyway, we're gonna go make some it's enchiladas. dinner time for us. Enchiladas. And uh, yeah, well, thank you for listening. Um, make sure to follow us on our social media, This SF Life on Facebook and Twitter, This SF Life Podcast on the Instagrams, thissfLife.com is our website where you can see, uh, we'll be posting a blog post with some of our recipes and that we talked about in this episode. Yeah. And, and until next week, sayonara. Sayonara. Talk to you later. Bye.